Good morning. My name is Heather Kimball, and our scripture lesson today is from Luke chapter 22, verses 15 through 24. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of man who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. A dispute also rose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Heather, for our scripture lesson. And again, we say thanks to you for our worship band. They always do such a tremendous job for us and appreciative, appreciative of what they've done as well. It's good to see you all here on this, I guess, uh, could be a holiday weekend. It's not till Wednesday, but uh, <laughs> we're going to make it last our week, right? <clears throat> so glad y'all are here. I know we got a lot of people out of town traveling for different things, and uh, it's good to see your faces. As we have heard God's word read to us, let us pause and ask for God's Holy Spirit to guide and direct us and to open our minds and hearts to his word in a moment of prayer. Lord, as we gather in this place with one another, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit may come. You promise where two or more gather in your name, there you will be. And so, Lord, open our hearts. Come to us and, and speak to us. We come bringing, Lord, on this time of recognizing our nation and thoughts about our nation, we come bringing before you our brokenness, asking you to somehow show us the way, to give us guidance for how we are to live and how we are to, to exist. So come, Holy Spirit. Speak to us, minister to us, change us, transform us in the people that you created us and you call us to be. This is our prayer this day, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus the Christ. Well, as you just heard read in our scripture lesson for this morning, from the time it was conceived, there has been an absurdity surrounding this table that we know as the Lord's table. For in the midst of a world that was rejecting him, was out to get him. In the midst of criticism and false accusations and betrayal, as people were plotting his arrest and the horrendous execution, his death, as his own disciples argued with one another around that table, making it clear that even now they still don't get it. In the midst of all of this, Jesus gathered in a place with his friends around a table. And there he reverently took bread. He broke it. He blessed a cup. 
And then he gave it to them. And in that moment, he instituted a way for them to remember him, to remember who he is, remember what he's done for them. And he created a means by which we, even today, can experience God's grace and God's forgiveness. Around that table in that upper room, Jesus gave his disciples a glimpse into the kingdom of God. And he gave them a vision of what it means to come together to be brothers and sisters as Christ living together in this world as the family of God. Indeed, around that table, he gave them all of that, and yet, just outside the door, was all of that evil, betrayal, horror, just outside the door. So there, there has always been an absurdity, it seems, surrounding this table. It wasn't that day, and it still is today. In the midst of a nation that is celebrating its independence this week, a nation that was born out of the quest for religious freedom and liberty for all people, a nation that fought for the independence to self-govern uh, in order that all of its people might experience liberty and freedom and, and peace and justice, and yet... Our Christian faith and our Christian values are under attack in this nation as never before. Regardless of how some people are trying to rewrite history, our Judeo-Christian faith and values have always been an integral part of the the heritage of our nation. Uh, There's always been this awareness of a creator who has endowed us with certain inalienable rights and an awareness of the sovereignty of God for which to whom we all answer. And yet today, our ability to pray publicly Our ability to even talk about our faith and work is being increasingly restricted. Uh, It's not even politically correct today to say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, one nation under God. And there's a strong movement in our country today to have the words, in God we trust, uh, removed because it's offensive to some. In the midst of all this that's going on, in the midst of a nation that seems to be literally coming apart at the seams uh, with Ugly uh, political divisions, hateful rhetoric, um, divisiveness around ideological uh, differences, and a total lack of um, civil uh, discussion with one another. In the midst of all this, people are daring today to come together around a table to set their differences aside, to break bread, to share a cup, And to focus their hearts and their attentions on the one who died for us all. To bring us together as the family of God. There is indeed an absurdity surrounding this table. As we live in a world that is filled with disappointment and with despair. Where dreams can vanish in a heartbeat. Where human life is becoming increasingly less important, less valued where we're increasingly fortifying ourselves, cocooning ourselves within our homes because we're scared of the evil and the chaos that's all around us. It seems absurd that we would come together in this place around a table, break bread, share a cup with one another to remind ourselves that we're not alone, that no matter how bad things may seem to be around us, that God is with us. And that his light 
will never be overcome by the darkness. Indeed, there is a sense in which there is is an absurdity surrounding this table. For while our lives seem to go from crisis to crisis, or while we struggle just to keep our heads above water or to try to get ahead of the game, uh, as we despair over marital conflicts and family disharmony, as we worry about jobs uh, that we're unhappy with or maybe our jobs that we're afraid we're going to lose, as we helplessly watch our loved ones suffer, as we deal with our own brokenness and try to try to nurture those things. In the midst of all these worries and the pressures that we live under, we gather here again to break bread, to share a cup with one another. Because somehow in doing this, in remembrance of him, our minds are hushed. The brokenness we bring is made better. The emptiness we feel is filled. The fears that we have are quietened by a sense of peace. The divisions that separate us and tear us apart are set aside. For this is one of those thin spaces between heaven and earth. We get a glimpse into the kingdom of God, a glimpse into eternity. And for a moment, we begin to experience Christ's presence being made known to us with all of his power and his glory and his light. We get that glimpse of eternity, a picture, a vision of the way this world really should be. From the night in which he instituted this meal to today, there has been a a sense that this is really absurd, at least in the world's eyes, for those around us. It's been considered to be absurd, but for those of us who have come to know Jesus, what we do here today is perhaps the most sane thing that we can do in the midst of this world that we're living in. For in this sacrament, life and purpose are put back into perspective. In this thin space between heaven and earth, we catch that vision of God of thy kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. In this moment, the scales begin to fall from our eyes. We're able to see each other, not as Democrat or Republican, not as black or white, not as conservative or liberal, not as male or female, rich or poor, but as brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Part of the family of God, we see each other as equal sinners in need of God's grace. In this moment, the hopeless, the brokenhearted, the poor in spirit are given new life. Those living in bondage to sin and to guilt are set free. As absurd as it may seem to the world around us, What we do here today together is perhaps the most powerful statement and reminder of hope that we have in the midst of this crazy world that we live in. Because if we can leave here today just a little changed, just a little transformed by God's grace and by God's vision, then maybe, just maybe, this world around us can be changed too.
So today, you're going to be invited to come to the Lord's table together like Jesus did with those disciples to break bread, share a cup, to catch a vision of what this world can really be. We gather here today, brothers and sisters in Christ, acknowledging that in this room there is great diversity among any issue you could bring up. But today we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We try to remember the people God has called us to be. When Jesus gathered with those disciples in that upper room that night, remember there were people in that room from different places, different backgrounds, different agendas. <laughs> there was a lot of diversity. And yet he nailed and he washed their feet. He gave them an example of how we are to love one another, how we are to live with one another. So today as we prepare to come, may we remember that. Remember that this is not just a way of remembering what Jesus did, but who Jesus calls us to be in the world. For we reflect upon how when Jesus gathered, he took bread. After he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This represents my body, which is poured out for you and for many. Broken. Much like the world we live in is broken, and yet he alone has the power to make us whole. And after supper, he took a cup, and he blessed it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. For this represents my blood that is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness and for the sins of this world. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so today we remember. We reflect upon what this means for us. Let us pray. Gracious God, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts that we have before us in bread and juice. That you would make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that as we partake of them, we become your body for this world. By your Holy Spirit, O oh God, make us one with Christ and one with one another and one in ministry to all the world.